There wow. you go. Or Lou Great show, fellas. What that woman has show. a chin like Wags's head. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that is a that thing is a madness. Hey, I this this thing is massive, by the way. I My do love that shirt, massive. brother. What's That's that? Good, looking smooth. That's Gundam, man. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Gundam. We're, we're we're both the, the RX seventy eight unit two. I don't know if you know anything about that or not. I I don't, but that if you explain it the right way, I'm going to learn because. I am I'm an I'm a very learned man for the sure. The key word is if you explain it the right way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm done then. Hey, I think we're both in different clothes because Wags got called out yesterday for wearing yeah. the same shit over and over. Oh, and then Wags called me it's out cold. for wearing it's the cold same thing. It's cold in this over studio, man. It's cold here. Do we keep it on 71 frigid nipple? We got to cut the wow. linoleum with our nipples here, man. Well, I got long sleeves on in my house. For, for me, Thursday is wash day. On Wednesday, I wash my CPAP machine. There on Thursday, go. I wash the shit that I wear every day. So Tell that's how Rodney. shit rolls around here, guys. That's yeah, right, boys. All right, guys. We're we're out of here. See you, boys. Y'all right boys. As Buddy was crossing, I didn't know you had a CPAP machine. What the fuck? You got a CPAP machine? Yeah, dude. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a snoring dude. There are a couple of times at my house where my wife is like wanting to call the game warden with the way that I'm snoring, and she's like, "You need to go have a sleep study." And they're like, "Dude, you're having, you're having all these different events and stuff." So that I mean, they gave me that thing, dude. Man, I sleep so well. I sleep so well. It's like just breathing. And then and then I went the other direction too, dude. I went and, and there's like medical mouth tape that you can cover your mouth so your mouth doesn't open. Man, I can't and have no, man. It, I can't it, have people. I can't have nothing on my face when I'm trying to sleep. I can't have nothing up my nose. I can't uh, have nothing down. I no, can't nothing, do it, dude. Nothing? Nothing? Nothing, bro. Nothing. nothing. You know what I mean? No, dude. No, no <laughs> snot rockets. No, uh, no nothing bro <laughs> <laughs> nothing no welcome okay. to chaos theory i guess it's already been chaotic this morning i tuned into a little bit of it before i was putting my face on and my eyes in uh yeah uh, i guess we got chin lady here the crimson chin we'll talk a little bit about that right. i've definitely gone somewhere with uh you know a lady that kind of resembled something like that i guess we'll talk a little bit about that later on in the chaos as it unfolds here but we also got to talk about some baseball. We got to talk about our Longhorns. And we got some Thursday night football tonight. But it is Chaos Theory. I am your co-host, Adam Wagner. You can find me on Twitter at Not the Fake Wags. My co-host, Rodney Rodriguez. You can find him on Twitter at the Rodney R. And on the gram at the underscore Rodney R. I'm on the gram at the Wagner Wire and on all other social media network or platforms at the Wagner Wire. I believe Rodney is as well at the Rodney R, right? Do you got any underscores anywhere else? No, no, the uh, only Nothing on we can Instagram. see, right? Yeah, because there's there, there's a couple of other Rodney Rodriguez, which is weird. That there's like one dude that's dead, and I'm like, okay, and and then there's a dude in Houston that's Rodney Rodriguez. He's a realtor, ironically, and like I message this dude, and I'm like, hey man, can, can I have at Rodney Rodriguez? And he's like, yeah, I'll give it to you for five thousand dollars. I'm like, what? Like, are you kidding me? There's like a brokerage thing where you can go in there and you can buy a handle. Nothing's free anymore, man. Water's yeah. not even free. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't want it that bad. <laughs> I don't want it that dude, bad. You keep that name, brother. You, you know, keep that name. I know I got called out and shit yesterday for wearing the hoodie, but I got the hoodie right here, damn it, because it gets cold. And if it gets cold again, I'm throwing the hoodie on, all right? The hoodie no. doesn't smell. It smells like success. That's what it smells like. Because when I wake up, I piss excellence just like the Talladega Nights. Oh, my God. You got to bring Bobby. in a racing reference. Got to bring <laughs> that in. It, it, and I think what people don't understand is a lot of this with, with home studios, because you're in one, I'm in one. And look, I turned the TV off. I got called out for this thing blinking and causing all these different problems. Yeah, so, hey, does the screens behind me mess with anybody, too? Because I saw that comment also. But this was provided by Tom McKay. I can't I can't turn it off. And also, it's Tapper. It's Commando. It's all the classic res retro games, man. We got to have a little bit of visual aid, right? That's right. I got my That's other right. TVs turned off that, that audiovisual consultations provided. But if it's messing with you, let me know because I, too, yes. also have ADHD. And I don't want to cause any epilepsy or anything like that. Yeah. Either. So please yeah. put it in yeah. the in the YouTube chat. Or uh, I guess you wouldn't see it if you're listening to us on the radio. But we also had that text line, too. 
888-789-9328. Is it sponsored yet? Not yet. As far as I know, it's not. If you want to sponsor it, you should get a hold of, of somebody here on this network. I would hit a BK. I would hit a BK. That's for sure. Or yeah, just come on out with it and let us know. But yeah, all right, right, first and foremost, man, let's get hot. Well, let, let's come in hot with it, dude. All right, Antonio Brown. Antonio Uh-oh. Brown is Uh-oh. back in the news. Can you guess why? Uh, did he become a porn star? Close. Chat, can you beat Rodney to it? All right, Rodney, you got a couple more guesses. Don't let chat beat you. Don't use the aid of reference. Don't get on the internet. No, 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 no. I, I never get on there. I don't even know right. how to. I don't even know what WWW is. I'll give you. I'll um, give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Okay. okay. It's a, it's a good deed, but with a catch, with two catches. Good deed with a catch. Did he help somebody out with some He's sexual? Trying to favor. help somebody out with some sexual favors, possibly. Two catches. Keep going down this path. All right. Uh, with some sexual favors and possibly some Not money. Sexual well, favors. Trying to pay didn't have to go to sexual favors. We didn't have to go to. You went directly to sexual favors instead of helping somebody out. <laughs> Dude, I'm a man of the Well, people. maybe you can do both. I, I mean, maybe I sexual society, favors can help out both. I, I don't know. All right. I know how society rolls, dude. I, I know how society rolls. And I know how. Chat, how, don't you cheat either. Don't be looking up on the internet either, chat, because this just came out. It just dropped. I know I know how people I know how people how wealthy people how well um well known people try to help people it's with money and sexual favors that seems to be the thing I mean, usually that that's kind of like the recipe for all shitheads you know throughout yeah. history right yeah. and people yeah. with money are usually people with yeah. a lot of money that don't know what to do with it are usually crappy people or right. usually do crappy things with their money. I'll say that. That's a lot better. I don't want to label a yeah. person just because yeah. they have money. Okay. Well, uh, I haven't okay. gone to the Twix. I haven't gone to the Twix. Okay. So I don't know. And thank you for the shout out on the radio the other day. I was driving back from Houston and I heard you say, Rodney Rodriguez calls his Twix. And I heard, I heard Smash say, I'm down with it. I'm like, okay, if he's down nah, with it, dude, I'm gonna I, call I'm gonna start calling it X. If Smash <laughs> is down with it, you might not want to be down with it. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Simmons, man, follow him too, man. He's a great follower as well. Justin the Smash Simmons. Also, Rodney, let's th- yeah. all right. I'll give you one more hint. Education. Education. Oh, strip club. Had to have Jesus, been in a it's Rodney. No. Is, is that Ring not right? Bell. Was he not at the strip club trying to help? a kid get through that college. was james i think that was james harden oh well well yeah don't they have his shit like up in strip clubs at houston well we i mean james harden is known for actually helping out the performers the entertainers because they're trying he's trying to support local success and local business well i mean is that really a bad thing no i, I don't mean, think so I don't think so either. I mean, the, 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 those folks are working hard. I mean, they have a goal in mind. I mean, that it, look, if you're if 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 you're able to do that kind of stuff, that's a great. L- let me tell you a story. I I know a very, and I'm not going to guess say this anything. thing before the story, Rodney. Okay, so uh, somebody in real estate, extremely successful. When this person was going through college, this person may have worked at establishments. This person could have never gotten into real estate because all the money that this person had from doing that and got a degree. And it was like the, the, the real estate stuff was like mailbox money after that. Point. Jeez. All right. Well, hey, man, maybe there is a it is the uh, I guess it's been the avenue of all uh, of all jobs. Right. It's been leading to success. It's the longest going you know, occupation for a reason, dude. But no, yeah. I don't know. OK, Antonio all Brown. Right. All right, education. Think education. He's trying to pay for someone's scholarship, for someone's tuition. That's a pretty good deed, right? But for two catches, Rodney, can okay. you guess? Them? Um, sexual favors. No, Rodney. God. <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, let's see. Two catches. Um. They have to be his endorser. They have to be his influencer. There you go. Like now, now you're starting to go, Mark. You know, market I'm, mindset here. Market I'm getting mindset. off the wall right here. I, I'm, I'm taking my old ass out of this. Uh, got to be his influencer. Got, got to be his um, enabler. Somebody that a handler, something like that, that has to um, try to help him get back into the NFL. I don't know. Good guess. No, but <laughs> You're it's, me it's, think it's too simple. Hard. I, I threw all of that out there just to lead you down a long rabbit hole of all they have to do is qualify with A's and B's. He doesn't want to waste his money, but he does uh, want to help someone out. So as long as they have 
A's and B's and meet those requirements, there you go. How about that? Antonio Brown back in the news, trying to be a Samaritan for once instead of using that money for bad things like Rodney thinks. Jeez, Rodney, just because you got money doesn't mean you're a bad person and trying to do sexual favors. Yeah, I want to apologize to all the audience uh, that may be checking in worldwide and all of that for me going straight to the ghetto and thinking all of these bad things and being an old creepo Johnson that I am, because that's the first thing that I think of when I get into situations like this. So, so I'm, I'm very sorry. I, I he teases. He teases. We know Rodney's the entertainer for a reason, man. That's for sure. <laughs> it is chaos and theory. He is the chaos and I'm clearly the theory today. Usually oh, yes, today. <laughs> yeah. Usually yeah. it is reverse. All right, let's get into it, though, man. We did have some other sports news. Dame Lillard over to Milwaukee, as Alice Cooper says, the good land. What do you yeah. think about that, Mr. I mean, uh, are, they the, are, are they the favorites now? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, Jimmy Denver. I still love Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat, man. Now, I know this is a huge splash. Getting somebody like Dame Lillard, he is a generational talent. He's got deep range like uh, – I mean, like Steph Curry almost. Everybody knows that Steph Curry is probably, you know, the most talented shooter that we've seen in our time. Dame Lillard is probably up there in the top three for me, um, right behind Steph. Yeah. Well, this the, adds so much more offensive prowess to this offense, to the Bucks, instead of just Giannis. Like Giannis's game was starting to ascend and starting to go to leaps and bounds, starting yeah. to get, you know, that three point. Um, that three-point play as well. And now you got a guard as generational talented as Dame Lillard to come in to help take that you know pressure off of Giannis's back to where he doesn't have to be the three-point uh, or doesn't have to be the three-point guy anymore. He can still step out there and, and create mismatches and disadvantages, but still now you have someone else out there that's going to create another mismatch. How do you guard depth? How do you guard someone that can that can hit from 50 feet out? You can't. You just simply can't. We've seen yeah. that all throughout Dane's career. It's going to be great for the Bucs to have somebody like this. It'd be great for anybody to have someone like this. But already with the Bucs going in, usually they would go into postseason being number one, right? Now they yeah. add this with this. They, I, I think they kind of, I think they kind of have to be the favorite. But there's just something yeah. about Jimmy Butler. To me, I mean, clearly they're the most talented roster. But yeah. I still like to see what the Miami, uh, the Miami Heat have to say about it. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, they're the well, they're, they're the favorites. They gotta you know, be, bro. I'm trying to make an excuse and trying to make a play for somebody else, but there's just not. Yeah, well, and and the whole thing is with that is with the NBA. So many different times you get. I mean, being able to coexist, being able to coexist. I mean, that is that going to be something right there? We see the clash of the egos and 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 all of that. That's where you know you get that that stuff happening. I mean, will they be able to do that? Thank you for the comment right there. Yes, very wrong choice of words right there to you. What did you say now? Titty uh, bar, strip club. <laughs> No. no, come on, man. My my mind always goes. Uh, we'll just say now to the dump, to the okay. dump. But okay. I mean, all all of those egos coexisting. I mean, that's a problem that we see with a lot of these super teams, and that's the thing with the NBA. You get these super teams that happen like this, and and that's going to be the thing right there. I mean, can't can these guys? But but I think they can. I think they can. I really think they can. Um, yeah, so, so to me, the Bucks got to be the clear favorite. Moving on still, um, in other news, we do have Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, uh, the dude. first time I've ever seen anything like this. I've been trying to compare him to Ricky Henderson, but Ronnie, he's his own dude, man. 40 home runs and 70 steals. 68 going in the last night's game, picking up two of them going in or picking up two into the contest. Generational, we talked about generational talent with Dame Lillard. Here's another generational talent. When when we talk about faces of Major League Baseball, I know Derek yeah. Jeter gets a lot of play and a lot of hype for it because he's on the Yankees in a yeah. huge market team, right? But to me, this is the best talent in baseball on the East Coast, right? Shohei Atani clearly on the West Coast, but it's primetime baseball on the East Coast, man. Not too many people stay up that late to watch West Coast baseball, right? So for me, the, the face of baseball right now has to be Ronald Acuna Jr., dude. Man, it, it really is, dude. He, he's just so dominating. 
And, you know, we, we keep going on and on. I know we'll talk about the AL and everything that, that transpired last night. But, man, when you look at Atlanta, it's like, man, you have all this, um, you know, back and forth and jockeying that we're watching in the AL. But, man, Atlanta's just cruising right now. And, and with Ron Lacuna Jr., dude, it, it's, man, it, it's going to be so hard for anyone to deal with this Atlanta Braves bunch. But, yes, this is a generational talent. And and, and here's the thing. You know, I, I know for a long time, you know, folks were wanting Shohei and, and – you know, get get the Angels into the playoffs. That way, when the playoffs start, that can be for MLB. That can kind of be the, the face of MLB that they can really ride on. If I'm MLB right here, dude, you jump on that Ronald Acuna thing and it, like, here's your dude. Here's why you want to watch postseason baseball because you're going to get to see – you're going to be privileged to see this guy. Dude is unbelievable. You got to think that he's MVP of the league, right? Not, I mean, of course, it's going to be National League, but of, yeah, like I, I, no, no slapping at Shohei Otani here. No, no shade thrown at him at all. And and what I saw out of Shohei, by the way, this year was something I, that was unprecedented too. Uh, yeah. To have someone go into a, to have someone pitch a one hit shutout. In a doubleheader in the dead heat of July of summer, or end of July or beginning of August. I can't remember when it actually went down, but it was a doubleheader that the Angels were playing. He gets the win, one hit shutout, and then Mm -hmm. comes back an hour and a half later, two hours later, playing in the doubleheader, DH'd, DH'd, got up to bat three times, hit two home runs. Yeah. I've never seen that in my entire life. Yeah. Um, this is and I and we rave that this is a fantastic time for baseball. Even with that being said, even with that performance, I still have to put Ronald Acuna Jr. above Shohei just just because of the athleticism, maybe of of being able to hit you know forty home runs and steal seventy bases. I'm sure, and I'm not taking anything away from Shohei. Shohei could probably do it too if the green light was on and he didn't have to you know spare his arm and, and, yeah. and try and stay as healthy as he can be because he's a two-way player. But it, to me, Ronald Acuna Jr. has to be the overall MVP of the league for me. Yeah, I agree, man. And the whole thing is, I mean, it, it, this goes back to just what you said just now. I mean, the, the, the fact that we're getting to watch this baseball season with, with two figures just like that. I mean, with Shohei, with with Ron Lacuna Jr., with these races that we're having in the AL and and the back and forth and the drama that we're already having. I mean, everything that we're watching in the AL right now, Wags, I mean, this is playoff atmosphere. I mean, whether it be in the East or the West, whatever. I mean, this already has a playoff feel. And it, the one thing that I'm really glad that this is happening, I mean, for a lot of reasons. I'm a traditional baseball fan. I like to see this kind of stuff. you say you're a purist? Uh, very much a purist. Very much a purist. But do you the, not the like whole... the do you not like the rules? Do you not like the new implement implementation? Did I say that right? Well, do you not like the new implement. God, do you not like the new implementations? Yeah. Did yeah. I say it right? Shit. Yeah. Come on, help me out. No, no. I, I got to tell you, you not man, like the new rules that were implemented. How about that? Pitch clock and all of that stuff, dude. I like that because I I, I would go to Dell Diamond and see that you know in the minors and all of that. And dude, that that really does speed the game up. I mean, it really does speed the game up, and that and that's great. It's things like that, you know. But but we need to be very. Uh, would say conservative with what we're doing here. You and I talked, I think the first week of this program where we talked about, you know, you know, with the, with the umpires and all that. And and in the Astros game last night, I mean, that, that dude, he was horrible on both sides. I mean, he's missing a bunch of calls, man. And, and especially in a game like that, you know, luckily it wasn't something that decided that game and decided possibly the future of those two franchises moving forward. But just the fact that that we have this with football going on right now because you can get you can get totally engaged into college football into the NFL all of that but you know what there's a real buzz around major league baseball right now and oh, that's yeah, going man, into the season it's hot baby that's great isn't that great dude that, that, that yeah yeah that's time baseball, we got hockey starting up too man it's every it's day it's christmas rodney it's christmas 
<laughs> That's right. What I'm talking about. All right, so let's get into a little bit of baseball. I mean, I know we've been talking superlatives for uh, Major League Baseball the past couple of minutes, but let's get into some of the action that happened last night. We do have a race that is still on. One game is now the magic number for the Baltimore Orioles to clinch this bad boy. They, in doing so, they will also reach the century mark, getting to 100 wins on the season. But the talk of the town is out west because the Mariners and the Astros back and forth rubber match tonight, Rodney. What do we like? Oh, they're done, dude. Uh, they're oh, done. Excuse me. Yes, rubber yeah, match from yeah. last night. What are we? Travel day. What are we Travel like moving day. forward? This this was a game for Houston. You know, we talked about it yesterday. Not as in depth, I think, as we wanted to, because I, I know we had to talk Texas Kansas. But I mean, this was a game for for the Astros. How big was this? Because you you charter your own course if you win this game. You are in complete control of what you do moving forward. And if you go in there and you drop this game, man, that was going to be massive for the World Series champion for the Houston Astros that have been, you know, I mean, banging trash cans, whatever. T take it for what it is, but. I mean, I mean, the run that they've been on, they were in serious jeopardy of, and they may still miss the playoffs. I don't know, but at least right now they are in control. I got to tell you, dude, the way this game started last night with Framber Valdez coming out, um, not good, not good at all. We, we sit here thinking, so it's funny. So, so BK stopped by last night to pick up a, a couple of different uh, pieces of audio equipment uh, for the Oklahoma weekend. Then he comes in, I want to introduce him to my wife and she's over on the couch watching the Astros. And I'm like, Hey, and like, I, I think she turned around for about 10 seconds to meet him. She was that. She was that tuned in, huh? that yeah. She was that tuned in. in, but, but this is, this is where the Astros dude. This was huge. This was huge, and 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 not not with the outing that you would expect from Fam Valdez. Yeah, when, when he when he got the hook after four, I was just like, "Oh, this is trouble." Actually, oh, I texted full full transparency. I texted Tom, and I was just like, "Bro, Houston might be in trouble, man." They're like, this is this is a huge game, dude, and I don't think it's going to happen because at that point, the Mariners were starting to climb back into this thing, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. lo and behold, the lumber just started waking up, and then when. Alvarez roped that one that looked like a it was off a golf tee. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was well, just like, okay, that's just and, that that's and, and the one, danger that the Astros offense presents right there. At any well, given moment, it can just wake up. And and get this, dude. I tweeted this out last night. What Michael Brantley, Uncle Michael Brantley, hadn't played in 10 days. And here he comes rolling out, five at bats, four hits. I'm like, dude, I mean, seriously? I mean, it's that, it's that attitude and it's that um, instinct and winning pedigree that the Astros are able to to pull together. And man, th this was the biggest regular season game for them in, in years, man. I I'm talking about in years and they're able to pull through in a hostile environment. Let me yeah. tell you something. Here's where the game changed. Hector Neris, Hector Neris, when that dude gets out there, and he's him with Julio. I, I read his lips. Started I read his lips. I know what he was telling him. And I'm like, whoa, man, that's dude. That's the eye of the tiger right there. That that dude, that was ballsy. That was ballsy from Hector Neris. Zidic says best time for baseball, he thinks, is around Thanksgiving. Why is that? Because it's over? Or is that just because of the <laughs> uh, the World Series? I'm not sure. Not even not a big baseball fan, but who gives a damn? Um, yeah, dude. And so right now, what this does also, it sets up, you know, one hell of a showdown between the Rangers and Mariners. That's coming up here. So this might be the time for the Astros to kind of sneak in back door here and steal this whole thing from the West. You like those things? Or uh, if you had to take odds on that, baby, what would you do, Rodney? I don't think they're going to win the West, but, but but I definitely think they get in. And, you know, it's so funny with social media these days. I mean, we talk about baseball purists and traditionalists. and the way, We need to get KD on here to join us one day and just talk some baseball, the three of us. But the different KD's scenarios. Busy, but I like, uh, I, I like I the idea. Dude's got a job. I totally get it. But it um some of the scenarios that I saw before the game yesterday, it's like, okay, for the Astros, they're, they're, they're tanking on purpose because they want to be on the road for the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. And then and then I saw then I saw something else that said, okay, if the Astros lose, there's going to be like a gentleman's agreement between Seattle and the Rangers. Get out of here. To keep Get out the, of here. the Astros out of the They're professionals. Come on, man. This, this isn't the NBA. Come on, man. This is this is the real deal right here. But, dude, it, it that was huge last night.
That series was, was huge last night. A game and a half lead there for the Astros over Seattle in the wild card race. Texas is probably going to win the West. But, dude, man, this is. Four, there is a four-game series with the Mariners. And if the Mariners got anything to do with this, they could be playing spoiler here, too. And while, you know, they have something to play for it, right now, that's what I'm telling you. This The scenario is set up perfectly for the yeah. Astros to steal the West. 100 uh, 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 yeah they, they could vary the rangers the way that the rangers season has gone they could be up and down and they could be swept at the end of this uh at the end of the season or at the end of the series rather that's a great point dude because that really has been the mo of the rangers it's like but but that's been the west i mean that's been the west it seems like for the last three months it's like okay the rangers are in control you know, the Astros are in control. Here comes Seattle, whatever the case, but they just can't finish the deal. They can't seal the deal. And here we are with one series left. This shit is over on Sunday. And it's like, who the hell is going to survive? Who's going to survive? And, and I'll tell you the, the crappy part. I mean, for this, for, for these three teams, the way that they've been going blow for blow, one of them, I would assume, I mean, who knows? One of them is going to get left out. That kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. Well, I mean, then. I, I don't know. I think it makes for great drama, makes for great baseball here. But if anything, if any team has to go, I think it's got to be the Mariners. I still want to see the Rangers and the Astros into this thing. I'm not placating to the Texas crowd here. I just think they're the two best teams in the West right now. Um, the Mariners, they got some, they got some pieces here. But w- when the Rangers are hot, man, I mean, they got some of the best lumber in baseball right now, yeah. dude. And, the, and then you couple that with the Astros there having those two teams represent the West coming into the. Uh, coming into the postseason here with the Orioles and the Rays. I mean, I don't give much credit. I don't give too much going down to the Mariners here, right? I, I just I really don't. But you, you gotta think that the ass you gotta think that the Astros, the Blue Jays, I and I, I'm pretty sure McKay is still on top with the Blue Jays here. I'm pretty sure he still thinks the Blue Jays can have a really successful postseason. Um those are the teams to me that can make the actual run for this thing. Like Minnesota, I think you're frauds, man. I, I, I kind of feel like you're the Vikings as well. Remember how the Vikings got into the postseason for NFL? Yeah. It's yeah. it's the same thing. Like to me, the twenties just ain't got it, man. Yeah, they're just kind of sitting there in the central. You know, it's um just you know, occupying, so, 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 just occupying space, dude. Dude, you know, you know these guys. Yeah, they're gonna be, they're gonna get the two. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? They're going to get the two, like, which is just absolutely bullshit. Yeah. These teams, these teams in the West, they're over here, you know, kicking and gouging and doing all this. And they're like, why the hell can't we be in the central? I mean, why the hell can't we just go to the central? I mean, there's always a division like that, but dude, you never know. I I mean, this, this season has been so topsy turvy. I mean, maybe the twenties get in there and hell, maybe they make a run. I mean, I I doubt it, but it, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. The twins they are just cruising. They're just like, okay, when, when do the playoffs start? Uh, we're going to be off, uh, but, but what we're ready for whoever. <laughs> All right. That's enough baseball. We'll get more into it tomorrow. Of course, when we break down the lines, uh, no Al Walsh today, Al Walsh has to okay. do a lot of writing for Caesars Palace. So he's going to be taking the day off, but he will be on the wagon wire on Sunday as well. We also have a big announcement coming up next week for Texas sports unfiltered shocker. I wonder if you can guess what it is. But, you know, it's got to do something yeah. with the Sunday show. Okay, um, let's talk a little bit about Longhorn football here before we get down into some Thursday night football. We got some uh, things from Sarkeesian that we need to hear. Uh, talked a little bit about some of the matchups that went down with the loss on Kansas in 2001. Let's hear from that. And naturally in that game, we didn't play as good as we would have liked. Um, they made some plays at critical moments. The game didn't go our way. Um but in a, in, a, in a weird way, I'm kind of glad it happened, right? Because it exposed some warts in our program that needed to get removed. And if we hadn't removed those warts, we might not be where we are today in our program. And so sometimes, you know, not all storms come to, to, to cause, you know, issues in your life. Some storms come to clear the path. And I felt like that storm cleared a path for us on what we needed to do in our program to move forward. I like the narrative that he's trying to spin. You also heard from Craig yesterday, or excuse me, yeah. um, uh, we also heard yesterday that uh, that Coach Leipold was trying to also right his ship as well. We had Matt Tate on, and he was talking about how the, the program kind of got righted when they went down there and won in 2001. Now, on the flip side of that, 
they could have been the whole reasoning as, as Sark is trying to flip the narrative here or not try and flip the narrative, but spin something that, hey, you know, those warts were removed, the cancerous warts were removed, and now we found out what we need to do to make our program right and become the number three uh, ranked team in the nation here. I think that does set a really good tone, Rodney, and I think both programs coming in have a lot of confidence, but of course, you're the... You're the Texas Longhorns, man. You're the stalwarts of the Big 12. You have a chance at actually winning the national championship here and going on a 12 a 12 win season that we haven't seen in God, what 2005. When was the last 12? I mean, I can't even remember. Um, well, I'll have to go back and check out the charts, but I do know that I did have the prediction on it. But I put an asterisk on it. And I said, if you can beat Alabama, there's a, a damn good chance at doing it. But anyways, man, both teams playing at a real confident level. Uh, you like to think that it's going to be one hell of a, a slugfest, but at the end of the day, the alphas are going to alpha, and I do think that Texas is good for about three touchdowns here. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, like we heard yesterday, I mean, Kansas is coming in fully with, with the intent of and, and, and with the confidence that they can win this game. And, and you know, you don't blame them because they – uh, I mean, they, they really – and the turnaround of that program, that's why I asked yesterday at the end of the interview right there, it's like, man, how has it been to see this turnaround? I mean, to be a part of this, you know, to see – I mean, Kansas, you know, the laughing stock of college football for so long. But now they're a legitimate contender. They're in the top 25. But what what I like about what, what Coach Sark is saying right there, because this is an ever-evolving process, Wags. You and I both know it to where you can have – I think in sports, you can have the most perfect game. Or at least you, f folks looking out from the outside looking and think you have the most perfect game. But when you go in there and you dive in and you really break down all break the intangibles every of everything going on, the, you have to get better every week. You have to continue getting better every week. And and I know that whole we're one and zero this week thing is stupid, but you know what? I, I really think that 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 is a great theory to live by because. Yes, for, forget what you've done wrong or right and just move on forward. And especially when you have a Kansas team. what With the turnaround that we've watched with, with Lance Leipold and, and Kansas, I mean, just think about this. How, how much greater would it be if they come in and knock off Texas and Austin? I mean, what would that do for the for program? For them, not for us. For them, yeah, not well, for Yeah, us. for them. For them. So, yeah. in, in order, so it, clearly that would have to fall on the lines of a trap game. Do you think that this is a trap game? I don't think so. I mean, to, uh, no, I, I don't think, I don't think there is, there, there should not be a trap game at all right now for Texas, because number one, you have programmed yourself to be a national title contender, no game, no game. And that kind of goes back to the one and oh, every week theory is uh, no trap game. I don't care if you're playing Austin high, there, there is no trap game. You should be mentally and physically prepared to go in and beat your opponent each and every week because you have, you're, you're, you're going to have superior talent the rest of the way, unless you get, once you get into the college football playoff, into the national championship, whatever the case may be, that's where you may be equal in talent. This year, Texas was better in talent than Alabama and it showed up on the field. And that's the way that you need to be thinking each and every week. The trap game should not, Tra trap game should not even enter the conversation right now. Let's uh let's hear from Sarkeesian on if he thinks that playing Kansas will be a trap game. I, I think this. I think this is a top twenty five matchup of two undefeated teams, uh, both very good. Uh, and in our mind, like we posted today, this this is we're playing for first place, right? And and our goal is to is to you know get to Arlington in December to compete for a Big Twelve championship game. And this game is going to matter a lot in if we have that opportunity or not. And so this game has got our undivided attention. Again, we talked about it at length with the team this morning, that, that our focus is on the next mission. And, and, and Kansas is the next mission, and they need all of our attention. They're a very good football team, and so I don't feel that at all. I haven't heard one word about next week. And so that, that's a good thing. You know, it's not like I had to stop anybody anywhere to say, hey, no, no, no. Uh, our guys are focused, and and they know what it's going to take. And all we have to do is turn the tape on of Kansas. They're they're four and zero for a reason. It's not by fluke. These guys are playing very good football right now. Yeah, and a lot of that's because of Jalen Daniels. And we'll hear about we'll hear from Sark on Jalen Daniels in just a, a couple of minutes here. Um, but I, I agree with you, Rodney. I don't think it can be a trap game, especially 
when you have Kansas playing at the caliber of play that they're playing right now. Now, I, I know a lot of people were worried about it because you come in after, you know, a huge victory and a huge blowout after Baylor, right? And then you also have OU the next week up in Dallas. So, you you know, your, your mind might be set on that and there might be a little bit of a letdown like you saw play against Rice because of Alabama being the next week after yeah. Rice. Uh, but when you're playing at such a high contention or when you're playing at a championship level on both sides of the ball right now, of course the offense has struggled just a little bit, but when you have the mindset with the defense set on two offensive weapons, especially one like Jalen, I mean, dude, to me, this, this defense is honed in it's poised. And I think this is the, the, I think this is the most prepared that Sarkeesian has had his team in throughout all other seasons, right? Of course, we can say that because they're 4-0 and they've beaten Alabama. They, they came up short a little bit last year. But you saw the mindset. You, it's just a different mentality. And when I say you start to do the little things right and the big things just start to take over by itself, that's what you're starting to see here, right? You're starting to see, like, the natural progression. You're starting to see it all just, it just feel right, for lack of better words, Rodney. Yeah. And, and, you know, I really like, I mean, you're finishing the games off. I mean, obviously against Baylor last week, that wasn't a close game, but, but I mean, you can go back to, to the Alabama game. You go, you play four quarters of good quality football. You get into the fourth quarter, you score 21 points against Alabama. You score 21 points against Wyoming. And, and again, sorry, Wyoming is a good team. Give them credit for, for what it is. They're going to win their conference. They're probably going to be eight and five. Maybe. I mean, I don't think they'll be nine. That's, that's, a little bit optimistic to think they'll be nine and four, but they'll be eight and five. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. But I like what you just said right there. Uh, Like when you talk about trap games, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head in my opinion, Wags, the the words that I couldn't find, there are going to be lit down games. There are going to be some lit down games to where maybe Quinn isn't, uh, you know, doing what, what, we think he should be doing. I mean, he's, his game is off or Jonathan Brooks is not the running back that he has been. So you have to go and you have to go to CJ Baxter. You have to go to, to blue, or you have to go to somebody else, or, you know, you're, you're rotating wide receivers because things aren't just working. They're, they're going to be let down games, but I really think it's imperative, dude. These are, these are young folks. And again, we go back to the, to the coaching staff right here. The, the coaching staff has to continue to coach these kids so that they don't listen. I mean, they're going to hear it, but that it doesn't get into the psyche of how good everybody is saying that they are because they're really damn good. They're really damn good. There's the no doubt about it. The defense still needs to play at a championship level, right? And a lot of that, for me, comes from getting good pressure off the of base front four. We talked about a little bit about that yesterday, but that feeds into the the secondary success, right? So yeah. there's been a lot of success with the secondary. Barron's been playing great. He's been playing Sunday ball. So is Thompson as well, getting a couple of picks on this season. And you're going to have to do that. And it, I think the strength is going to have to be the secondary, but also coupled with the defense. I mean, clearly it goes hand in hand here, but the secondary is going to have to be playing, be playing lights out to force this team to be one dimensional. Right. I think if you, if you take away the pass and just focus on the run, sure. They come in, you know, carving up and, and, you know, gaining two over 200 yards per game, Kansas does, Mm -hmm. but still, if you can focus on that, the way that this defense has been playing, I think you allow your linebackers to scrape and make tackles cleanly and easily and and control and dictate the, the flow of this game. Set the op, or set the, the tempo like they did against Baylor, come out and force a three and out, and then start take over. Uh, you know that you can get you know that Kansas can get got on defense. Let's hear from Sarkeesian on Jalen Daniels. Well, the, the thing that, that he does is he's he's a real dual threat. <laughs> You know, I, I think the natural thing is we think about the runs that he has for explosive plays, but he throws the ball all over the place. And they've, they've got great schemes and concepts. Um, it, it's, it's not, you know, by any means is it, is it gimmicky. You know, they, they're running real pass concepts that stress your coverages. And then they have the run concepts with, with his legs as, as an added element to it. You know, the plus one runs with the quarterback run. So um, he taxes you both ways. So it's not like you can just have, a guy be a scout team quarterback that that's a runner. You have to have mm-hmm. the ability to throw it to give the defense a, a realistic look about what they're going to be going up against. Yeah. Your thoughts, Ronnie? 
Yeah, legit quarterback right here. You know, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah, you know, we thought with Jalen Milrow, you know, that that you know what he was going to bring to the table right here. But I mean, with this with this dude coming in here to Austin this weekend, I mean, this may be your this is your best quarterback test, multi threat quarterback test to this point in my opinion. Dude, what do you think that the Longhorns will do to stop it? You think you'll see a little bit of a spy like we saw in scenario against uh, against uh, Milrow there in Alabama? I would think that's probably going going to be the 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 way that you start that, and then if you're able to eliminate him, maybe you pull that away because it, at some point, I mean, if you're able to stop Milro, I really or Milro, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, stop him. I think what's going to happen, yeah, yes. because because then, I mean, like we talked about yesterday, I mean, you got two running backs that can do you know whatever i mean are they going to take it up top i, I don't know that i'm curious to see how yeah Neil, neil's nasty and that that mm -hmm. entire backfield's nasty too but you also yeah. a lot of people are leaving out the adage the the yardage there that uh that daniels provides for that backfield exactly. as well so yeah exactly yeah it's going to be interesting to, this is going to be a great game of chess right here to, to watch them go back and forth right here it, it's kind of it, it, the str the strengths right here are going to be fun i mean i mean you've got the strength of the texas defense and and you said it early in early in the week uh wags when when you've got linebackers making all the stops and all the tackles and everything this linebacking core is doing i mean that tells you how good this defense is here's going to be your test right here you got a mobile quarterback you got two really good running backs if you're able to contain that and make them go to the aerial assault i mean the secondary is just sitting there waiting i mean take control of this game early and shut down all of their different offensive weapons and then you see a comment from daryl g here hopefully the number three and five coaches rankings has play has the players and coaches never playing down against any opponent um you'd like to think that right but sometimes you just have natural letdowns and natural laws uh i don't know how to explain it you know sometimes you should you you feel like you should always be up for any type of game, right? But just sometimes there's there's just laws. And I guess there's a natural law and a natural letdown after such a high of a win like yeah. Alabama or a high of a win of blowing out an opponent like uh, like Baylor, even though Baylor. you know you shouldn't be getting too high on it because you were taking care of business. You went in there to take care of business at McLean Stadium. But you can see like a natural letdown after a, a you know, a 45 or dare I say 42 to nothing, you know, victory over um, Oklahoma. So uh, again, like sports psychology is crazy, Daryl. So to me, yeah. um, you'd you like to think that that type of superlative that you would get, or that type of clout that you would get on a national level would keep you accountable and keep you playing at a high level. But some people just get motivated differently, man. And uh, to me though, I think, the Longhorns are playing at a motivated level. You heard Sarkeesian say that they're not taking anything for granted. This is a four-no caliber team, and they do it for they they do it out of offensive versatility. And uh, let's hear right now on uh, Sarkeesian's thoughts on their offensive versatility. We try to we try to be a versatile football team, um, not not just on offense. We we try to do as many things as we can really well. And I, I've said this before the season to the team that. We're not one-dimensional, and we're going to have the ability this season to to win games a variety of ways. And early in the year, our ability to, to, to throw the football was very effective. Um, Saturday night, the, our run game really came to life. Really, the last two weeks has been our run game that has put points on the board. Defensively, you know, we're very stout against the run, but yet we're not giving up touchdown passes either. And so, um, you know, historically, we've been a great block team. So far this season, where we're making our hay on, on punt return has been with the punt return game at the return. So we're trying to be as versatile as possible uh, so that when people try to prepare for us, they, they kind of have to pick their poison. And then it's our job as coaches is to highlight you know the other area and to make sure that we're equipped enough to take advantage of the opportunities that we have. Yeah, so like I said, like he's got – the mindset has changed. It's different, right? You know, of course they're coming in here at four and zero, but they they want to approach every game like it's one and zero, or every or hell, I'd go in almost like you know you're zero and zero, or trying to get that that one and zero victory, and just trying to sail and keep the you know the one week the one win each week, right? That type of mantra, right? Um, yeah. That way, it just keeps you fresh and keeps you focused. And then there are no trap games, and you 
I, I know a lot of people have to get up their own way and have to stay, you know, motivated their own way. But damn, dude, when you're the alphas and you are Texas Longhorn and, you know, everybody's out here making the proclamation that Texas is back, you should just yeah. feel it anyways, right? Don't let them set the tone. You set the damn tone. You create your narrative, man. And if that's how, if if I'm Sarkeesian, that's the narrative or that's the message that I'm giving to our locker room here. Don't let anyone else set your narrative for you, man. Go out there and establish dominance and you make sure that you set the narrative for the national pundits. Yeah, you control it. You control it. And it kind of to Daryl's point right there. I mean, if if you think that you're going to play down to Kansas, you better be ready to get beat because they're good. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be playing up for you. Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk about setting standards, let's talk about the covert family. How about that? Covert B Cave, 42 acres of just amazing three state-of-the-art dealerships out there with seven different brands, the Buicks, the GMCs, the Cadillacs, Chrysler's Dodge, Jeep, and Rams. Of course, Friday, you can go on out, a uh, little, little uh, pre-pre-game action out there. Go get some lunch uh, from Smokey Moe's Barbecue. And, of course, Verdes is going to be out there as well. Lifetime Longhorn out there as well. So really cool stuff to do. It's the Covert family, Covert Bee Cave. Of course, you've got the uh, Fords and the Chevrolets over down Highway 79 in Hutto. If you're uh, up our way, you can go out there in the Fords and the Lincolns, uh, the staple right there in Austin, doing it since 1909. The Covert family of dealerships, and they also service all makes and models of your preventative maintenance or if, if you've got um, so, some detailed maintenance that needs to happen. The Covert dealerships will take care of that covert b cave they service all makes and models go check them out as well as at covertbcave.com you can check out uh, all the latest inventory specials with new and pre-owned vehicles if you don't want to jump on the interwebs i mean just stop by just stop by say hello to dan covert and all of the great folks out there at covert b cave and don't forget 11 30 texas sports unfiltered we will be out there tomorrow with your meet and greet stop by have a little bit of lunch and like bucky always talks about if you're going out for uh lifetime longhorn autographs don't take about 10 things just take a couple things just take a couple of things and uh keep that line moving uh it's our friday home game lunch luncheon I guess we'll call it out at Covert B Cave. It's covertbcave.com. The Covert family, man, I love to say it each and every day right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered on the Chaos Theory. Nobody beats a covert deal, not now and not ever. It's the Covert family. You guys know the drill, too. Of course, we'll be watching a lot of sports. We do that with audiovisual consultations. 512-255-8678. Setting the standard in audiovisual consultations for the past 35 years since 1988. If you need your house done, if you need your room done, if you need a man cave like I got, uh, make sure you give them a call. 512-255-8678. Or go to the gallery of projects that they got on avconsultations.com to get an idea of what you might need. Maybe a golf simulator. Maybe a house. Or maybe like a, a TV out back by your pool or something on your patio right something really nice something really moderate and temperate man they can get it done avconsultations.com 512-255-8678 that's avconsultations.com yes, right. All right, I'll, you know i'll be able to watch multiple games tonight just because of them rodney that's for sure all right we also have thursday night football i'll be watching some baseball and some thursday night football let's talk a little bit about this my guy we have the detroit fighting Dan Campbell's in some divisional rivalry with the Jordan Love Packers. Hey, man, Jordan Love. I mean, what what can you say about him? I mean, he's a uh, quarterback. Got him on the fantasy yeah, team. Yeah, is all the question. You know, yeah. How's he going to take over this franchise? How's he going to how's he going to go in the shoes of uh, taking over the shoes of Aaron Rodgers and taking Aaron this Rodgers over? sat for three years. Love sat for three years. He's kind of cruising into this thing. Right. You're going to see a little bit of a roller coaster, right? Some ups and downs and struggles. But the love train is going to cruise, my guy. You know what he's been? He's been a pretty damn good game manager. Didn't we have that discussion? Yesterday? Oh, my God. Here we go with the game manager. <laughs> but here we go, man. Good old good old NFC North battle right here. These two kind of going to beat up on each other. This will be, you know, the frozen tundra. Well, it's not frozen now, but uh, at uh, Lambeau Field, this is going to be a, this is going to be a good Thursday night game, man. I, I'm really curious to see. This is going to be a great test for Detroit to go on the road and I tell you, man, if Detroit can go in, I mean, I'm not going to pencil them in. To, 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 I mean, I don't know who's going to win this division. I didn't think Green Bay would, would be in the hunt for I this. I thought it would be Detroit. Honestly, I had Detroit picking, you know, taking no. off and, and winning the North. Yeah. Fighting Dan Campbell's, fighting both sure. kneecaps, especially sure after winning against Minnesota. the Chiefs on, for, on week one. Yeah, sure as hell ain't going to be Minnesota. That's for damn sure. But, uh, I mean, Gr Green Bay is proving themselves um, – 
I mean, Green Bay is one of those franchises, man. It's like, dude, when when they're when they're good, when they're okay, man, this is good football. This is gonna be a good. This is gonna be a good old rock'em sock'em good Thursday night football game. I think, man. The the lines two right now from Caesar Sportsbook. To me, you know, I know that it's not a pick'em or anything, but whenever I see two, I always feel like that's a pick'em. Anyways, they're going into Green Bay. I I still feel like they're giving. Uh, Green Bay a little bit of advantage just because it's the home field there. Uh, I think the the Lions will come out victorious here. I think the Lions have you know a high potent offensive arsenal right now, especially with Reynolds starting to step up and and being a really good uh, Robin to um, uh, to to Brown to St. Brown's Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's boding well for him, and now you're starting to see Gibbs actually get his feel and starting to find you know a little bit of his his NFL rhythm there. Yeah. Uh, Montgomery is still the ground and pound back, but he's been taking some bumps and bruises, man. A uh, little bit dinged up here, so I think a lot of the totes will will be Gibbs tonight here, especially just because he can he can be that explosive running back that Montgomery can't be, right? Like right. Montgomery can get you those hard, tough yards inside the tackles here, and so can Gibbs. I'm not saying that Gibbs can't, but you usually see the more explosive plays coming from Gibbs. Yeah, and I think this is a great opportunity for Detroit. I mean, with a rivalry game here against against a, a surprisingly not surprisingly, but 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 against a really good Green Bay team. I mean, well, no, you can say surprisingly because you didn't know what they were going to be yeah, with. Yeah, love, we, right? yeah, we didn't know where. Yeah, but but I mean, like you said, Wags, you you know, you come out come out on opening night and you beat the defending you know champs in their own place. I mean, here you are on prime time once again in prime time once again. Come on out and, and beat Green Bay. I mean, for all the hype and like like we talked about, you you. You mentioned it to where during the offseason it was, you know, who who got more hype, who got more run, the Jets or the Lions. I mean, here's here's another opportunity for Detroit to, to go in there and make anybody that may not quite be believing in Detroit yet. I mean, because I did hear folks with Kansas City, oh, you know, all the all the pomp and circumstance. Maybe, maybe that was part of the problem there. You know, no Travis Kelsey, all this. But go, go out and win on the road on Thursday night again, and you're going to have a lot of folks buying into you. Well, did you not think that did, were you not believing in Detroit at the beginning of the season? Did you not believe all the hype and the hoopla? Because besides the Jets, these were probably the most talked. The the Detroit Lions were probably the most talked about team in preseason, besides the Jets and the, and the Jaguars. Yeah, and I think a lot of it. I mean, a lot of it for for the Jets. I mean, was the additions. I mean, everything that they did in the offseason because they're chasing Super Bowls, they're chasing rings. Detroit, a lot of a lot of I, I think of the buy-in right there to them was just what they did at the end of the season last year. I mean, the run that they had. But a lot of times, does that carry over? You know, are you able to carry that over through the offseason into the new season? I was buying into it. I was definitely buying into it. But and like I think we both agreed, you know, that, that they were going to run away here with the Norris division. But it um, but now actually seeing them, it it really does look like uh, I mean, not that they're not legit, but it really looks like they're prime for a run right here. This I think this just solidifies it. Another primetime win like this, I think, just solidifies how good the Detroit Lions really are. Now, especially on the road in Green Bay, that'd be nice too. We got some fantasy questions coming up here. Steven Delgado chiming in. Speaking of fantasy wags for quarterback, fields are golf this week. I've been running with golf, but Thursday night football games scare me. Um, you should, but here's the thing here, right? Steven, usually on Thursday night, you see the defense have somewhat of a letdown instead of the offense. Um, now, I know the turnaround's real scarce. There's not much time for preparation in, in terms of practice or whatnot. You're reduced to a day or you're reduced to uh, to two days, I think, if, if you really want to break down. I think they actually only practice or go full three days a week. Uh, anyways, um, but yet, usually you see the letdown on the defense, or at least from, from my perspective or for, in my experience. So I kind of think you want to roll out golf right now anyways. He's kind of, you know, he's, he's playing at a, at a, somewhat of a high caliber i think he's playing a lot better than fields is right now now i know fields has been giving you around 25 points per week just because he's able to get you that dual threat but depending on most leagues if you're look if it doesn't give you bonus points for um for rushing touchdowns as well or for quarterbacks doing rushing touchdowns i go with golf here man i think golf has a tremendous matchup going up against the green bay Packers. but i appreciate the question man thank you so much what do you yeah. think, Rodney? What do you like about it? you got any fantasy, uh, fantasy, I guess, ownership or anything tonight? I have nothing tonight. I have nothing tonight. But but I do want to ask you something because I, I saw something on ESPN kind of relating to, to Green Bay. So so with 
they say the turnaround of Green Bay. I mean, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So, so what is the face right now of what the Packers are doing? Is it Jordan Love? Is it Matt Lafleur? I mean, how do you look at the grab hole floor? Right, right. I mean, it, yeah, it's like that in there. And it's like, of course, that's one of those things. Like, why does it have to be either one? <laughs> can can it just be Green Bay is doing an exceptional job? I, I don't know, whatever. But I, I do like. I, I saw uh, uh, Daryl pointed out as well. Aaron Jones is coming back, so I think uh, coming out of the backfield right there for for Green Bay, I think that's something that's going to bode well. I also see about a shootout. I, I do think this th- this one could get up there. I think this one could get up there. What's what's the over under on this one tonight? Where where are we at here? I don't have we that. right now are sitting at forty five. So mm. yeah, with the line at forty five, they're trying to induce you and tell you that it's going to stay under. They they want you to take the under here. Mm-hmm. Don't buy it. Don't buy yeah. it. They're trying to sell tell you, sell you on two lousy teams. But what we just talked about Thursday night football, there's usually usually the letdown in the defense. Mm-hmm. Take the over here, guys. Yeah. Take the over here, and I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it. I think the line is good. I think the line is good. I think Detroit by five or six tonight. They go into uh, into Green Bay and win in. I wouldn't say dominant fashion, but I think they're good for six. I think they're good for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, this is. I mean, this this is going to be what 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 the North is. I mean, this is going to be it's going to be good old smash mouth football, like I was talking about earlier. I mean, I, I think these two are going to go toe to toe. I mean, the, the you know this is for the um, you know early on. I mean, very early on. You know, not to put the cart before the horse right here, but I mean, here's your top two division teams right here. Winning this game is going to go a long ways as we get to, towards the end of the season. Uh, when you start talking about divisional records and all of that, I mean, that's the biggest thing with this. It's a divisional game right here. So uh, the, the, the winner of this is going to be much better on the other side in several different ways. But, uh, yeah, that, that line, I, I like your call with that one, dude. I, I love the call on that one with that line. So Green Bay is kind of pedestrian, Rodney, and yards yielded, right? Total yards yielded here at 336. And then on the flip side of that, you have Detroit down at the bottom or a little bit lower there with only yielding 297. So just around 300 that both of these clubs allow. So again, in the middle of the pack here in terms of yardage allowed, but maybe that's why the line is, is a little bit low on the over under here. But to me, man, like we talked about, Thursday Night Football, it's just a a bit of a wild card. Anything can happen, dude. Uh, Let's talk about Blue Heron real quick, Rodney, before we get out of here. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, We were talking earlier in the week. I was talking about this horrible chair that I'm still sitting in that I haven't replaced yet. Generic leather chair. Bought it cheap. It looked like a good deal. Well, you know, you get what you pay for in this case. Great Blue Heron Furniture, a custom leather uh, furniture company started back uh, in 1991. So that tells you uh, that they're they're not like the people knocking on your door right now wanting to replace your roof. These folks have been doing this for a long time. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses and dude guys this stuff is beautiful it's also the highest quality furniture you're going to find you will not and cannot find anything uh more comfortable or well built than what you're going to find from these folks there's a link in the youtube video description below that takes you to our texas sports unfiltered collection yes we have our own we have our own collection guys how about that man and uh what do you say about that that's pretty cool and if you use the promo code hook'em you're going to get 15% off of your purchase if you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and is built to last for decades. It is great blue hair and furniture. Look no further than these folks. Click that link or call them 868 or 866-247-9688. Our own collection, Wags. That's what I'm talking about. That's Our what I'm talking collection. about. You know, I just got a message from Tom McKay, or I just read this message from Tom McKay. He always has the sweetest things to say to me. Oh Lord. Yeah. Just just very what very did he call sweet. you? No. He didn't call me anything. <laughs> just very sweet. Just <laughs> lock love lovely, you know, just hard love from Tom McKay. Hard love from Tom McKay. Love that guy too. You know who else I love? Hardball hard. He's gotta be a piano today. Here. Today's Thursday. Gotta be the piano day. No, the piano is piano's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. But look at this. Let's bring Harge on now, dude. Harge, I couldn't couldn't be outdone by you anymore, bro. I had to come with my Gundam shirt, dude. Hey, you're looking looking fresh, bro. You're looking fresh. I'm taking lessons from you, man. I'm I'm picking up what you're laying down for me, man. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) 
right, hey, thank you hey, guys man, for you go. tuning in to Texas Sports Unfiltered and hit that subscribe button and watching Chaos Theory, watching our sorry asses, man. But now we turn it over to Hardball Hards, hanging with Hards. What's up, bro? Don't turn it over yet because I wanted to ask you. I heard okay. you guys talking about the game tonight, uh, the expectations, looking at the lines and everything that's involved in it. And I, too, Wags, I was big on Detroit and the fighting Dan Campbells. Uh, they just showed me something. But I have to say, I'm very impressed with what uh, Jordan Love has been yeah. able to do yeah. for, for Green Bay. I'm impressed. Mm -hmm. And so, and people didn't didn't know too much about him, right? Coming out of uh, Utah State, dude, they didn't know what type of caliber he'd be in the NFL. But look, when you're sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, you're sitting behind a Hall of Fame quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who also sat behind Brett Favre, right? He sat for three years too. So nope. this isn't like a surprise thing. It wasn't like a you know a shot in the or a slap in the face to Jordan Love. This is just the pedigree. This is a succession plan that Green Bay usually does, right? They sit their quarterback and have them learn, which you yep. should kind of do. Now I know a. People say that you're 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 wasting a draft lottery, you know, and, and draft capital when you're you're not, you know, playing your first round quarterback. And when you're having a quarterback go in the top ten, it's kind of hard not to play him or not to roll him out. But I thought the same thing was going to happen for for Zach Wilson too, right? He would just reap the benefits from learning from Aaron Rodgers, being able to sit in that locker room or being able to watch Aaron Rodgers make the throws or read the defenses, right? But unfortunately, that didn't, you know, pan out the way that. It should have, yeah. right? Because now Zach Wilson, yeah. you know, yeah. interstage, well, right? But anyways, that's that's kind of been the success, the succession plan for Green Bay. And with Jordan Love, you know, being able to see that and learn from Aaron Rodgers, I don't think that the success that we have should be the surprise that everybody's, you know, sitting here, you know, spouting off like, oh, he's playing at such a high level. We didn't see this coming. Well, we kind of should have, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's a deep dive, and it's one of those situations where yeah. you start looking around, and yeah. and you brought up those guys that get drafted in the top ten. The reason why they're there is because their team sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of this, Mike, has been – I mean, Jordan Love has handled this – I mean – He's handled it well. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not, he wasn't, there wasn't a lot of chatter as you know, he's going to be the guy right here that, you know, I, I know during, during training camp, you know, it's like, well, loves missing his passes. He's missing receivers, all that. He's just doing his job, man. He's just doing his job and going out and taking care of business and the benefits we're seeing him on the field. I mean, not it's been one that, of the coolest things to watch. Not only that, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers behind him either. So That's right. right. It's a hell of a difference. It makes hell it a lot difference. easier when you yeah. <laughs> Nobody breathing right. down your neck, man. Exactly. All right, we got to get out of here. Thank you so much for letting us uh, chop it up with you a little bit, Harge. We'd love to chop more of it with you for uh, Major League Baseball too, bro. It's coming next yes. week. We're going to have a good time next good. week, fellas. Got to do it. All, All right, right, we're out of here, man. Thank you so much for watching Chaos Theory. Later. Peace.